Welcome to the Book Trust podcast. In this episode, we talk to the winner of the David Cohen Prize for Literature, Hilary Mantel. The David Cohen Prize for Literature 2013 has been awarded to the English novelist, essayist and short story writer Hilary Mantel for a lifetime of achievement in literature. The prize, worth £40,000, was presented by the chair of judges Mark Lawson at a gala ceremony at the British Library. Since winning her first Man Booker Prize in 2009 for Wolf Hall, Mantell has become one of the UK's best-known authors. Her books include Eight Months on Gaza Street, Flood, A Chance of Climate, An Experiment in Love, Beyond Black, and more recently, Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies. The David Cohen Prize was established in 1992 by David and Veronica Cohen and at the Arts Council England and is recognised as one of Britain's most distinguished literary honours. The prize has in the past been awarded to novelists, dramatists, biographers, poets and essayists. The most recent recipient of the David Cohen Prize for Literature was Julian Barnes in 2011. He joined a distinguished list of winners including V.S. Naipaul, Harold Pinter, Muriel Spark, William Trevor, Doris Lessing and more. The winner of the David Cohen Prize for Literature also chooses the recipient of the Clarissa Luard Award, which is worth £12,500. The award, funded by Arts Council England, is given to a literature organisation that supports young writers and readers or an individual writer under the age of 35. Hillary presented the 2013 award to Katie Ward. I spoke to Hilary Mantel and asked her how it felt to receive the David Cohen Prize for Literature 2013. This prize acknowledges that there are no overnight sensations in in the creative arts. That's not the way it works. The ground has to be prepared. And I feel that this is recognition of the fact that for many, many years I've been trying to perfect my craft. So I've got myself into a situation where I can do my best work. But The work that's behind me is the foundation for this. The thing about this prize is that you're joining a glorious company of previous winners. And I have been a judge of the prize in 2007. So I know how rigorous the process is. And to emerge as winner is, it's something I didn't look for. I must say that the evening I got the news, it took me totally by surprise, and I was immensely gratified. I did at first find it a little bit hard to take in, because my husband gave me the news, then I said, oh, I think you mean I've been invited to the David Cohen Awards. It was not on my horizon. Hillary then went on to discuss whether people should revisit her earlier body of work given her recent success. It would be very gratifying to me if people would be moved by this prize to acknowledge my earlier work and to take a look at it. It was never undervalued critically. I think when I began writing, it was... Well, first of all, it was difficult for me to break in. And when I was eventually published, after about 10, 12 years of writing, I felt that though my books were being reviewed well, I wasn't sure that they were being read in the way I wanted them to 
wasn't sure that I was being read quite in the way I intended. But I think perhaps this is something that does happen for young writers at the beginning of their career. You have to make the sensibility by which you're interpreted. You have to make your own public. You have to take part in creating the taste by which you are read and valued. This is something that takes time. It, it takes a quarter of a century. It's possible that things have been more difficult for me than for many writers because I have written a mix of contemporary and historical fiction. The backgrounds to my fiction are very diverse, uh, geographically, temporarily, and also I've dealt with many different subject matters, uh, different types of subject matter, and every book has its own style. The style that it seemed to me was demanded by the subject matter. So I think that to some people, my career might seem to lack cohesion. And it's hard to build up a body of readers when you keep changing what you do. But of course, from where I sit, there is cohesion. There is a plan. Uh, I intended, I thought of writing my books about Thomas Cromwell long, long before I was ever published. But the fact that you have an idea for a book doesn't necessarily mean you should fall to and write it there and then. For me, it's been a long game. And I suppose that sums it up. The, the, the prize recognises that there has been coherence here and there has been a curve of development. And certainly it would be gratifying for me if it moved readers to go back and rediscover my earlier fiction. I spoke to Mark Lawson, the chair of judges. First of all, uh, what was it about Hilary Mantel that um, made you choose her as the winner of David Cohen? Um, the key thing about the David Cohen is that we are giving it for um, a lifetime's achievement. It's amazing how many people only know her for the um, Cromwell books. There's actually quite a lot of resistance um, initially to the idea that she might win uh, this prize because in relative terms she's one of the youngest people ever to win this prize. She's only 60 and people tend to be 70 or even 80. Um, just when the judges, the nine judges, read the um, the work, uh, including some people who'd never read her at all, um, they just said this is an astounding um, body of work. And so uh, in the end, that was the reason. Well, I am, um, I mean, this sounds awful, but I mean, I've just been in this business a long time and I had actually, unlike a lot of the other judges, I mean, just because what I do for a living, um, having been... Um, uh, cultural journalist for 20 years I mean I'd read I'd read all her work um, so there was nothing I mean I'd read it as it came out so I had the advantage over them because they had to read it in a short space of time um, no I mean I was um, slightly apprehensive going back I mean I've been a fan of hers ever since the very early work um, eight months on G Gaza Street and um, Flood and I was slightly apprehensive as you are going back would it stand up but it does and as I say, that's the. Um, I'd really like to get people reading those books. I'm quite frustrated because, although I can't tell anyone she's won this prize at the time when we're talking, when people say, oh, I've just read um, 
bring up the bodies or Wolf Hall and I say well you know the earliest are Flood and a lot of people still say has it got Henry VIII in it and that's what I'd like to um, uh, fight is to show the volume um, the range of her work as well as the volume and um, Giving Up the Ghost is tremendous memoir um, which again I read when it came out I mean even she's such a natural writer and she's devoted her life and career to it I mean there's even a little ebook that she wrote when she a hospital diary and um, but across all those uh, the quality is amazingly even and the range um, I say she's very much seen now as a historical novelist but um, there's uh in those earlier books there's um autobiography uh, uh autobiographical fiction um satire comedy uh historical fiction in other periods other countries it's all there i also asked sam leith one of the other judges why um it was only now after such a long career and a huge body of work people was finally starting to find out more about hillary mantel well i mean the, the obvious and glib answer is you know, I mean, you know, the moment you win the Booker, you suddenly, you sort of step up a level in terms of being, as it were, famous, you know, and people will buy your book and take it on holiday in a, in a way that they might not have done beforehand. But there's, I think one of the things that, if you like, has kept her from being given the recognition that, that perhaps she's, you know, rather sort of long deserved is the fact that she's so various. You know, people find it hard to get a handle on you um, if you... Nicholas Pearson at Fourth Estate and asked him about editing Hillary's work. Uh, it's very easy to, to, to edit Hillary because she doesn't really need any editing. Um, in terms of the Thomas Cromwell project, as many people now know, uh, it's, it, start, it was intended to be one book. Uh, and some years ago now, I, I had a phone call from Hillary saying, I've written 230,000 words, Nicholas, but I've only just got... Um, Thomas More's head off, but I think it's a book. Will you read it? Um, and I, I did read it, and I agreed with her. Um, um, and that was a book that was Wolf Hall. Um, and the same sort of conversation, really, a few years later, when Anne Boleyn's head came off, she felt that that, that that was a complete book in itself, and so the thing became swollen into a into a trilogy. So my role has really been to. To uh, reassure her that she was 
doing the right, making the right decisions on that front, which she certainly was. So it's been very, it's been an easy one for me and a privilege. I asked Hillary if she had any advice for her younger self. I would tell her at that point, because my first book was my book about the French Revolution, which I started in 1974. Um, I would tell her to be single-minded in pursuit of that book, but I would ask her to think about writing plays as well. I feel that that is something I could have done earlier in my life, and it didn't occur to me. Um, simply because the process for me was hidden, and it was, uh, how can I put it? The whole process of writing was something that was exclusively under my control, and it was the only bit of my life that was under my control. And the thing is, whatever your situation, given a brain, a pen and a pencil, you can write a novel. That obviously isn't so with forms that require collaborators and require you to sell yourself to the world at an early stage. But if I have a regret, it's that I didn't address drama back then because in my life I should say the theatre is an even greater love than the novel but I didn't I suppose have the confidence to go for it and I think my career could have been quite different if I'd started moving on two fronts at once I would have I would say to my young self just just hang a sort of net out to the world, a sort of fine insect mesh, and see what it catches. It's good that I was single-minded and pursued one idea, but at the same time, I think I probably had more different kinds of ability than I knew. Hillary then spoke of Katie Ward and why she had chosen her to be the recipient of this year's Clarissa Luard Award. Katie sent me some work of hers many years ago now. Uh, it was simply that we had a connection in that my sister-in-law was a workmate of Katie's at the time and she said, well, there's a young woman who, in my office who's trying to get a breakthrough with her writing, would you be able to read her manuscript and advise? And I'm always happy to do that if, if I possibly can, if I can fit it in. When Katie sent me her work, I felt that she was someone who was very talented, but I hadn't quite found a form for her book yet. We kept in touch loosely, and then, far more recently, she sent me the first few stories from her book, Girl Reading, and I was astonished at the progress she'd made, and the way she channeled her talent, and I had 
have worked with many young writers over the years through the Arthur Foundation and also privately and informally. But I don't think I've ever come across someone who I think has such a generous talent as Katie Ward. So there you have it. The, the winner of the 2013 David Cohen Prize for Literature is Hilary Mantel. And it's only fair that we let her have the final word on the matter. I feel just as much energy and just as much drive as I did the first day I, I sat down to write. And in a way, I want to, I want to assure the judges of that, uh, the people who've had enough faith in me to give me this prize, that... There may be a lifetime's work behind me, but there is also a lifetime's work ahead of me.